0: Uh, My name is Drew Wattman. I'm an education and support worker with Gender Journeys, and Gender Journeys is a program of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Halliburton-Kortha-Pine Ridge, and we're funded by the Ontario Trillium Foundation. So Gender Journeys um, is a program that specifically works with trans individuals and their loved ones. So we provide uh, educational groups uh, and also peer support for people. So if folks are kind of at the beginning stage of their transition and they're looking for how do I transition? What are my legal rights? Um, Work around um, self-esteem, healthy boundaries, um, dealing with social isolation. They're looking to kind of um, get help around that, those are things that we can deal with or if you're a parent of um, a trans youth and you're needing help um, specifically around how do I advocate for my youth or or how do I actually um, get support for myself without necessarily leaning on that youth or the other loved one in my life um, and asking them a whole bunch of questions how do I get help too we have uh, lots of different uh, groups uh, we are, are kind of biggest group that we have is a what we call our core group which are our core gender journeys group and that's for folks who are 18 and up um, it doesn't stop at any age we've had folks who are in their 80s before in the group it is specifically focusing on people who are kind of at either the questioning stage or they're earlier on in their transition and they're looking for um, practical supports around transitioning how do they access medical um, transition if they'd like to uh, how uh, do they work at coming out what are their legal rights as a worker uh, and we work around those. It's 10 sessions long and each session has a topic that we uh, do information on, we do some education, and then we talk about it to kind of have, allow people to share what their concerns are, their thoughts are around that, and so that they can also help themselves. Uh, our other group that we have is a youth group, which is basically the same as our core group, except it's for folks who are 12 to 17. So we tweak a little bit of the language, make sure it's focused more towards students than it is specifically people who might be in the workforce yet. Uh, We have a Beyond group. Our Beyond Gender Journeys group is for folks who have either gone through our core programming before or are, you know, further along in their transition. They don't need to know how to access, you know, hormones. They might already be on hormones. Maybe that's not something they want. They're already at a stage where that's not useful to them. And they just want a space where they can talk. So it's a facilitated talk discussion group. And then our other two groups, we have one specifically for adult family members of trans people, whether they be parents or grandparents aunts or uncles, anyone, siblings, as long as they're an adult in that space where they can get the support that they might need as well as education. And then we have a partner group. So those are kind of our main uh, groups that we have ideally, people are able to make lasting connections. Uh, We've known folks who have bought homes together. Um, We've had people who um, have uh, ended up, you know, being uh, friends, and they, you know, um, have dinners together, they visit, Um, they're able to have uh, really long lasting connections um, with each other. And also, they're able to take steps towards transition that they would like to do that might have otherwise been daunting for them to do on their own. So perhaps changing their name or um, having someone advocate on their behalf to help them be able to access hormones. So those are the really uh, key things for us. For trans folks um, in particular, social isolation is um, one of the main uh, factors that can, not the only factor, but one of the contributing factors to increased suicidality of trans people Um, in case people aren't aware, trans people are at a very high uh, risk of suicidality um, especially when they're early on in their transition and they're looking for supports and they're not finding them or they're wanting to make um, substantial changes or be able to move forward with their transition, whatever that might look like for that person and they can't. Um, So for us, it's being able to help those folks make those connections and hopefully decrease that suicidality. Um, A lot of uh, family and partners feel alone in a different way um they feel again the same that i'm the only parent of or grandparent of and there's a lot of stigma in our society towards trans people uh that they have to work through and uh, kind of feel out a lot of times parents might go through a grieving process where they feel like their child might have died and they have a different child here um or they you know really want things to go at a very fast rate they're like oh i need to support this child and i need to go da 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 Uh, and I need to go really quickly Um, but that child might not want to go at that rate so kind of making sure that they understand that there's support for them but also that it's not necessarily just um, about what their needs are it's about what that person's needs are and how they can be a better advocate for themselves uh, as well as for that person in their life that might be trans. Um, Do you think folks who come into the family and partner program are, you know, in some way, confronting transphobia that they might be feeling? I definitely think so. I mean, I think even the trans folks that come in might be dealing with internalized transphobia, which is that feeling of, um, for, that feeling of like that we have transphobia inside that we're completely bombarded with in the media constantly. So we kind of take it in and it becomes something that's like this small little voice in the back of our head telling us stuff that's not super nice. Um, And so a lot of uh, folks, even just by coming in they're fighting their own internalized transphobia that they might have. Um, And it's a really big step. I always say it's a really big step for family to be coming in because it can feel really daunting and scary to do that it feels like you're admitting that something is happening uh for other folks it's a celebration but not for everyone and um we want to really we advocate really hard um we try really hard to make the space accountable and safe for those people so even if you're coming into the space um, at different levels of knowledge or acceptance that's okay um, by taking that step and being able to ask questions in a safe environment where no question is a bad question uh, it really helps people to grow I find that if people don't feel comfortable asking questions uh, they're going to have them in their head anyways and we want to be able to have an environment where they're not necessarily asking their loved one those those things but they're able to ask them because other people in the group have probably also thought that and been worried or concerned and so it helps them through that process right and um how do you think gender journeys fits in with a larger education like field for gender identity I think that Gender Journeys is really uh, important uh, and it fits in quite well in terms of um, education pieces. We do also offer training. So sometimes we do go out, uh, we've gone out to schools before, we've gone out to workplaces or uh, medical institutions to offer various training. Um, and a lot of people who attend those training um training sessions might have some basic information about gender identity, but they oftentimes don't. Um, And so being able to kind of reconstruct that and provide them with at least the basic information about how to better support trans individuals in their life, I think is quite important. Um, It often comes down to uh, a space of respect Um, Also, when we have uh, friends or we have partners or family members who come into the groups um, by kind of allowing them to deconstruct that um, what they might have as internalized transphobia or to allow them to become better and stronger allies. Uh, allows that person to then go out into the world um, and maybe with their friends have those conversations or when they see someone saying something in the street they might feel like oh you know what I can say something and so hopefully um, it kind of uh, stretches out and is like a ripple um, and when you drop a stone in there it's like a ripple effect where more and more folks are uh, made aware about gender identity and that it's not as simple as male or female or that um, it's not something that people necessarily choose I think whenever I'm talking to people about like learning new information, especially when we're talking about non-binary identif- identities, which basically means someone who um, either doesn't identify entirely as male or female, maybe parts of it or something completely outside of that uh, dichotomy of just one or two. Um, I think that oftentimes I try to make it really simplistic for people. Uh, it's I also make sure to talk about the fact that historically there's been lots of different gender identities in multiple different cultures uh, throughout the world. Uh, it's not something that's particularly new. Um, and it's something that we don't necessarily think about often if we are cis individuals, so someone who uh, identifies as the gender they were assigned at birth. Um, but it's something that is innately really a part of us Um, it's like we don't necessarily question the name that we have but when we get older we might go by nicknames or find something that fits us a bit better and it's really similar to that for a lot of people Uh, it doesn't have to be more complex than that I find that as much as I'd love everyone to know all the nuances of gender it comes down to the idea that if you don't understand that's okay we're never going to understand everything I don't know why you don't like broccoli I love broccoli I just want you to respect me I want you to respect the other people we're never going to get someone's perspective entirely so understand that this is something that's been around for so long it's nothing new it's not a big trend um even though you might hear about it as this idea of this new trend it's something that's been culturally and historically around for years um so just respect that you don't have to get it You just have to come from a place of this is a human being and it's just like, you know, you might go by your middle name or by a nickname, just respect that they go by this other name or this other pronoun and it it might not be easy. And that's okay. It takes time. Um, But if you're trying, people will get that and that's okay. Thank you.